Welcome to the Cosmic Pirate Radio Show, Podcast 15, Part 2. Thirty bucks, you can buy your own homebrewing kit. Yeah, and of course, a lot of that equipment that you're buying, you're going to be reusing. So don't be thinking it's going to be costing one hundred thirty dollars every time you want to brew no. beer. One hundred thirty bucks, you get all the stuff you need to brew multiple. I mean, brew for for years. And I mean, once you get your, you have to renew. You have to get some new caps. Oh well, yeah, caps are freaking dollar twenty five for freaking. And you buy overruns. Yeah, they're cheap. Once you have the initial equipment. It's, it becomes much cheaper. It actually turns out to be cheaper to brew your own beer than to buy it. Exactly. I uh, I buy in bulk. Especially if you buy good beers like we do. I mean, if you're buying you know, cheap mass-marketed lagers, well, it's probably still going to be cheaper to buy the cheap mass-marketed lagers. Right. But if you're if you're buying beers that cost you seven and a, seven and a half or eight bucks a six-pack... Which then, is what we enjoy. Mm-hmm, then you can actually brew your own beer... For less than that, I've actually started buying in bulk. Once you have the equipment purchased and you've got the game down, you can buy in bulk for the year. I'll, I'll basically brew three batches a year. I'll try and do one in spring, kind of mid-early spring, because the temperature's right around here for me. I like to ferment my stuff at around seventy degrees, seventy-five, high sixties. Yeah, I don't want to get ideal. I don't want to get too hard. I, I don't want to go over 70 degrees, actually. I want it to be around 60, 68 to 70. 65 is fine, too. But um, what I do is I'll, buy, I'll brew about three batches a year. So I'll buy all the stuff I need for the year. And it'll cost me maybe... Pardon me. That was beer talking. It'll cost me maybe, you know... 75 bucks or 80 bucks figure 80 bucks for three for bulk ingredients for three batches batches of beer that's 26 dollars and 66 cents per batch 67 cents divided by how many bottles roger we got 48 bottles of beer yeah you get about two cases yeah so it'd be about 48 55 cents a bottle Uh oh Turns out to be three dollars and thirty-three cents a beer for for a homebrewed ale, so half the price. Three dollars and thirty-three cents a beer. Uh, I'm sorry, six pack. I was gonna say that's bar prices, but it was, it was fifty-five cents a, a, a bottle. So 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 for half price. Once you get your game down and you start and you have the equipment and you can buy in bulk. This is not including. Some specialty ingredients like some some grains that you might get for coloring or extra flavor. We're adding some coffee, which we did in the recent coffee stout that I brewed that we've actually tried tonight. And it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, but the uh, my recipe, by the way, it is Roger's recipe. It can be found on CryptoBrewology.com. It's convicts. Did you call it convicts? I don't remember what I called it. Probably it's did. That's what I was calling everything. Recipes. Recipe piece. He's over here. Because, in fact, even since I moved, I still call it Convicts. I call it Convicts South now. Convicts Coffee Stout. I'm going to have to start calling mine all Convicts, too, then. 
I'm going to call this one Coffee Stout Deluxe. Convicts Coffee Stout Deluxe. Because I did actually boost the alcohol content, I think. You said yours was, was I don't know, 5% or something? Most of mine. Five and a half. That's, that's average yeah. for a regular, you know, seven pound. That's close to what you're buying in the store. If you're using a seven pound, three and a half, you use around seven and a half pounds of malt extracts for your original recipe. That will yield about five and a half percent. Well, it depends on if I'm using uh, liquid or dry. I don't know. I don't know if it'll vary that much. Maybe a percentage point. Well, well, maybe it'll it change it the, might, uh, maybe the poundage of what you're using. Oh, 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 oh liquid or dry malt extract. Nothing right. about liquid or dry yeast. No, no. Um, right. Well, you blended them here. You had four pounds of dry, and three and a half pounds of. of uh, yeah, I usually liquid. do, because um, the reason I do that is if you use. Strictly dry, the uh, the wort tends to foam up while you're boiling. Right, and which we've you, noticed. Well, if you mix half and half, it reduces that a bit. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you use strictly moist extract, it tends to sink to the bottom easier and burn. Right. So if you mix like half and half, you know, what I've and done, you're moist and stir it up and then slowly add the dry to it, it doesn't foam up as much and you don't have as much falling to the bottom and burning. I've had the burn instance and I've had foaming up. Oh, I've had foaming up. and whoo, that, that can be messy. What I've found in a lot of recipes that I've read is you get the water to the boil, then you reduce it. Then you pour your extracts. And take you, the lid off too. Yeah. You gently, you add your et extracts Little by little, you stir them in, and you get them to dissolve. Then you bring it back up to a boil again. Right. Um, and the same with the liquids. I've had liquids pour in. didn't have a lot of control over how much I was pouring in, and I was pouring lumps of it in, and I couldn't stop to stir it. So then I ended up with some burning. I had black chips of burnt extract floating around in the brew. And it's not pretty. No, it all filtered out. Tasted okay, but... Uh, you got lucky then. Could have been better. Usually it doesn't taste okay. Why don't we uh, take a break? Okay. We've got quite a bit recorded there. I need a Siggy. Okay, so. We can put these down. Where were we? <laughs> we were talking about Crypto Raw. Are we recording? Yeah, it's on. Ah. So we have a little bit of our strumming on there. We were just talking about some Crypto Rheology. And uh, and how we got started and stuff, and I think we covered some some information about the website. I'd still like to know what's going on with Sean because I want to get him back. I'd like to do three of us uh, in the future on a podcast together. I think it'd be kind of cool bring another personality into it. Think of some interesting topics. Key points so far seem to be geocaching and the paranormal shit that I always end up talking about. I've got the two paranormal stuff. Stuff, yeah, 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 I'm sorry, stuff. We have, may have some young listeners. Um, the paranormal stuff is interesting. Maybe we can, can address it, but from more of a skeptical standpoint, you know. Uh, maybe on occasion we can still put in... I, I like to have the, the Cosmic Power Radio show exploring the unexplained. Mm -hmm. And we can pick a topic, UFOs or, or ghosts or, or something like that, whatever happens to be the topic that day, and, and kind of discuss it, but look at it from... Not a totally believing standpoint, but of course you'll have different opinions and different ideas. Well, we always seem to look at it from both sides. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes there'll be stuff that 
Yeah, I, I believe it's possible. Not necessarily, you know, a big believer in it, but believe in the possibility. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you may say, nah, I don't, I don't think so, or vice versa. Usually, it is vice versa. Right. <laughs> Usually, you're more of a believer than I am. You know, I'm, I'm curious about lately, not like so. That, but lately, not so. Not a big believer. I, I really don't. The b- believe has been the whole key word for me lately. Maybe I believe something is possible. I think Bigfoot and belief is is are, are two disjointed terms. You can't, shouldn't use them together because Bigfoot's not a religious icon. <laughs> Bigfoot is not something that that is is something you have to have faith in to exist. If it's there, it's there. Let's find out. Right. You know, if it's if it's not there, and we find out that it's not there, let's admit it's not there and just move on. But people have seen something. I, well, you can't I believe, prove or disprove that he does exist, or it does exist. People believe they have proof, so show us the proof. Um, it's something that when sufficient evidence is presented, I think science will stand up and take a look, a more serious look. Right, right. now, the field of, of cryptozoology and Bigfoot in particular is loaded with guys who believe there's something out there and want to prove it. But have they seen something concrete? They convince themselves they have. Whether they have or not is is up for debate. I mean, or well, not debate, because we can't even debate because we don't know what they've seen. They're, they're seeing something that they would like to believe is something else. Exactly. Other People times can fool it, themselves. it is a obvious hoax. Right. And, and nowadays, with the ability for people to go out and buy a costume or fabricate some kind of costume and walk through the woods at, at 30 paces or, or however further away from the camera through the woods, someone's videotaping them at, 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 through bushes and leaves and stuff like that. It's easy to hoax something and, and get it up that. on YouTube. But I mean, this you is have a the digital age. It's easy enough to edit it on a computer. I mean, you and I are talking about doing that for a music video. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's available to the average Joe now. So, I mean, it becomes more difficult to disprove any... Video evidence is no longer really evidence because yeah. it's so easy to fabricate, right? Exactly. You have talented people out there who can who can conjure something up, make a video of it, put it on YouTube. You have people out there, <laughs> you have just as many people out there who are going to believe it as something real. Nothing is really proof anymore. Unless you see it, unless you bring a specimen in, you know? yeah. How about a bone? And there's and there's all those there's all those people can fool themselves, people can be delusional, you know. You you don't know unless you have concrete evidence, and science won't ever stand up to look at it seriously unless there is concrete evidence. Right. And if there was concrete evidence, I think that a lot of scientists, paleontologists, would stand up and look at it more seriously. Um, brings brings to mind Jane Goodall. Who is uh, you? You've known her. Well, you, she was you know involved with the uh, mountain gorillas, wasn't she? Right. Uh, yeah, she positioned herself out there in the field to study these things in their own environment. Jane Goodall actually does think Bigfoot is a real creature. That it's a primate. It's an it's an existing primate that is different than other primates we know. Walking upright, more like a human. You know. Maybe it's a, a, a relic uh, population of 
of our ancestors that have managed to survive in small pockets into today. Yeah, I more mean, of a uh, more of a creature that pref- well, maybe not prefers so- Ooh, excuse me, prefers solitude, but lives in solitude. Whereas you know the great ape tends to live in groups or clans. Well, there there's guys out there who say these things are in groups and clans. I've never heard or seen any kind of evidence or anything leading in that direction. Every everything I've ever seen about Bigfoot is always a single Bigfoot. A creature, right? Yeah, I you know encountered a creature while drunkenly stumbling through the woods. Right. Hunter, but, uh, there, there's actually uh, up in Wanakue here. There was years, a couple of years back. There was a hunter who apparently saw one while he was out bow hunting. I believe it. I mean. Well, I believe the guy saw. I something. personally had some sort of experience. I'm sure I told you about it. With a Sasquatch, not that I had creature? seen, but I had heard something that I just could not. Up in uh, Summit, up when you were in uh, Summit Lake. Yeah, when I was going home one night, and uh, I heard something that I just could not imagine what was making this sound. I mean, it was a vocal sound. You know, what kind like of noise? A scream, and um, it it wasn't human. But I couldn't imagine any animal that made that sound either. Did it sound like a, it would have been a larger throated animal, like a, a deeper oh, definitely. resonance definitely. to it? Yes, definitely. It was a, a large sounding and um, loud, mm-hmm. very loud. And uh, I can't imagine what made that sound. But, I mean, that's all it was, was a sound. Where, 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 whereabouts did you hear this? I was walking in my door, into my house. Okay, so it was right up in your area? Yes. Right up by, by uh, what is that? Beaver Lake Mountain there, just, just to well, just to the uh, south, of, south of it. Yes, I mean that's all uh, watershed property. And that ridge, from you up and down into Ogdensburg area, is just all woods. Yeah, that's and, it's, and that extends all expanse. that extends all the way down to say Ridge Road, Glen Road, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, uh, that heads into uh, Jefferson, over towards Sparta, Sparta and comes from. Uh, goes goes then west towards uh, Stockholm, right? Right. Now I live in that area too, in Lake Tamarack. I know those woods. I don't. I've never gone up and over, but we used to we used to go out and out in those woods all the time. And I have a weird. I never saw anything, but there's always a weird feeling. We must have been fifteen, fourteen, fifteen years old, biking in the woods and stuff like that. There was a swampy area that was that was. Uh, you know where you know Route 23 cuts through uh, Newfoundland. Right. Well, uh, Hardiston. There's and, also. And there's there's a power line cut through that goes all the way down to the Ridge Road area. Mm-hmm. Now to the right to the to the west of that cut through was Lake Tamarack, and then further the hill that leads over to Ogdensburg. Right between that that. Paraline cut through in my lake area. There's this low lying, you know, swampy spot. We always, we never went ventured into that area. But I remember one time we were biking back in there and we stopped our bikes and we sat. It was perfectly silent, not a bird. Well, here's here we go again with this anecdotal evidence. Okay, we were kids. We were in the woods. I can tell you right now, I don't remember noises. I can tell you right now that I also could be making this up because I don't really remember what I remember. Right. Okay. 
Well, the same goes for what I was saying about the sound I heard. I mean, I remember that it was a large-sounding animal. I couldn't repeat the sound to you. I don't mm-hmm. remember it that well. Could you identify it if I played something for you? Possibly. Okay. So my 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 thing was there was a uh, I forgot out there. <laughs> there was something about that swampy area where I just imagined, and there's a key right there, that something could be in there. I almost had the feeling somebody was watching us from back in the woods. Uh, it's creepy. You know, woods are creepy if you can't see that far into them. It could be anything there. It's the same as darkness. Right. Why do most ghost hunters go into a haunted house at night? <laughs> Why? What, what makes a ghost want to haunt at night and not during the daytime? Why are these guys going to do it at nighttime? Why? Because it's it's entertaining, it's fun, it's exciting, it's gets it's going. You know, we're going to go in there, we're going to go ghost hunting. It's it's a it's a thrill, but it's it's. I think that's a lot of what this is is entertainment for us. It fulfills our need to be excited and feel that rush. Oh yeah, of, I mean, of, well, of, of energy. Look at haunted houses and roller coasters. I mean, they're made to scare you. You're looking for a thrill. Yeah, that yeah. scare gets the adrenaline going. Nighttime conceals things. Mm-hmm. We can't see. Let you imagine things. Exactly. So that mis- that mystery of what's out there is even greater. You can't see. Look across the st- look across the street from my house right now, and you see a pitch black wilderness. It's only a hundred by hundred fifty foot lot. On the other side is a road and houses. But you don't know that looking at it at nighttime. You see nothing out there but woods, mm-hmm. and and it's easy for a mind to imagine anything out there, you know. Uh, and that's one that's one side. You, you, it's easy to imagine things, and it's easy to hear things and imagine something else making this out. So it's it's tough to say what it was if you hear something. You have to really investigate things, and and why go at night investigate things? Because it mostly happens at night, or because it's thrilling at night to go out and do it. You know, I think both might be true. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's cool stuff. It's interesting stuff. I like to approach it more from a skeptical standpoint now, but it's still intriguing. It's still entertaining. Right. You know, it doesn't make it any least entertaining. So anyway. Yeah, why don't we uh, wrap this up? We totally drifted off our uh, yeah, original cryptic broadside. We stayed on a cryptozoology topic, though. A Big crypto foot. topic. Crypto topic. Bigfoot, yeah. So it'll be a crypto uh, cast. A crypto cast. There you go. Well, folks, thanks for listening. That's a new word. Yeah. The CryptoCast. No shit. We should start that up, Raj. The CryptoCast. We could be another... It could be another uh, uh, extension of the Cosmic Pirate Radio Show. Exploring the Unexplained. CryptoCast. Volume 1. Exploring the Unexplorable. <laughs> oh, no, that's me. Explaining the Unexplainable. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. This is Drew and Roger signing off. We'll talk to you next time, huh? Good night. The Cosmic Pirate Radio Show is brought to you by Shark Lounge Studios. Share your thoughts and ideas with us at cosmicpirate at gmail.com and visit our blog at cosmic.myeyes.net. I'm Drew Vicks. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time on another episode of the Cosmic Pirate Radio Show.